Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Dynasty After Dark. I'm your host, Calvin Timms. You can find me over on Twitter at TDC underscore Calvin, on my parlor account, on my Facebook page, or on Instagram at the Dynasty Consultant. And just wanted to wish you guys a happy new year. Um, I'm recording this on New Year's Eve, and it's actually my wife's birthday today. So just wanted to give a special shout out to her. Love her so much. Happy birthday, darling. This one's for you. Um, but like I said, hope you guys are ready for a new year. I know that 2020 has been a a hotbed for some people. Of It's not been a great year for a lot of people, and I totally understand why. It's been a just wild year. So many people have died uh, due to coronavirus, some craziness that's been happening. There was a lot of protests that kind of broke out in the streets earlier this year and a lot of people were injured or killed during those. It's just been a crazy year. And while some people have had a really bad year, personally, 2020 was actually a pretty good year for me. So I don't want to take a lot of joy in 2020 when so many people were so miserable, right? But I will say the one thing that we can probably share about 2020 was it was the most exhausting year of my life. I know I'm still pretty young. I'm only gonna, I'm only 31, going to be 32 this year, and this has by far been the most exhausting year of my life. Between all the protests earlier this year, between COVID, I've gotten a new uh, position at my job, which is going to be a lot more responsibilities. Uh, I'm going through the process of designing a house. I sold my house. I've had my first child this year starting this podcast, doing the whole dynasty thing and fantasy thing. It's just been a wild year and I am ready for 2021 just to say I am past 2020. So I can be in that with you guys. Anyone that's had a poor 2020, I feel for you guys. Like I said, it's been pretty good for me personally, but I understand why it's been so rough for so many people. So uh, here's to 2021. Hopefully it's going to be a better year and Right now, with it being New Year's Eve, hopefully, unless you're a Week 17 playoff person, you are now past the finals. Congratulations to everyone out there who has won in a league or multiple leagues. And hopefully next year, you guys, if you were close, you can get there. And if you're in rebuild, hopefully this year I can help you in the offseason get to a point where we kind of make that push in 2021. Now, me personally, I like to be pretty honest. Uh, if you haven't followed me on Twitter just yet, like I said, my my Twitter handle is TDC underscore Calvin. And I want to really, my goal with, with everything that I do in communication is to be fully transparent and very, very honest and sometimes <laughs> brutally honest, right? And it is kind of off-putting sometimes because the problem with honesty is it's honest from my point of view, but... Uh, it doesn't mean I'm always right on everything. So I just want to lay that out there. But when it comes to the honesty standpoint, I want to share with you guys not to brag, but to uh, just be transparent in why you guys should continue to take my advice, right? Because that's the hardest point with all these podcasts that are out there right now. Why should you listen to me over the fantasy footballers or over dynasty uh DLF, right? Dynasty League Football. Why should you listen to this podcast? Well, this year I was in seven leagues. Three of them were redraft leagues. Four of them were dynasty. 
And the two redraft leagues that I was in were first time leagues. Uh, I, it was just with a random person that I found kind of wanted to take a shot at it. It was half point PPR, not too familiar with half point. Everything else I do is full point PPR. And I just got walloped in both of those leagues. I'm not going to make any excuses. I could have done better. I could have tried to trade more in both of those leagues, but man, I just got walloped in both of those redraft leagues. The other one is a long time work league and it's a little bit easier, but it's very, very competitive because nobody at work wants to lose because, uh, you have to face everybody else that you lose to and there's trash talking going around the office and things like that. So that one is pretty competitive and I got runner up in that league. Uh, all four of my dynasty leagues that I was in, I actually managed to make playoffs. One of them, I was out in the first round after that. Uh, I lost to the league champion, so want to give him a little bit of props, but the other three, I made it to the finals in all three of those leagues and I won two of them, lost one of them. And I'm not, like I said, doing this to brag, saying, oh, I won four out, or two out of four finals that I was in, uh, two out of seven leagues, and I made playoffs in four out of seven leagues, uh, or sorry, five out of seven leagues. And like I said, I'm not doing this to brag. I just want to be transparent because I do kind of know a little bit more when it comes to fantasy. I spend a lot of time digging down deep rabbit holes when it comes to fantasy football. So Hopefully you guys think that I'm worth listening to and I can present this info that I do these deep dives and these rabbit holes to you in a productive way. So this was my first year doing the podcast, doing kind of a reflection here, I guess, at the end of 2020. And I've laid out my plans in the last couple of episodes and what I really hope to do in 2021 with the podcast. And I really am trying to give you guys quality information that you can take into next year's startup leagues or uh, just your leagues in general and utilize to make good trades or uh, get an edge in a trade or in a, what to do to identify if your league is in rebuild, right? And really just kind of give you an edge over your opponents. That's my whole goal with this podcast. And uh, with this being my first podcast, I'm only 26 episodes in. This is episode number 26. And I started this podcast because I'm not the best public speaker, right? I have a lot of thoughts in my head, but organizing them in a clear, concise, and entertaining way is not the most natural thing to me, right? So I think I've improved quite a bit over 26 episodes, but there's still so much improvement that I could do personally in the podcast. And that's what I'm always going to be striving to do, to get better, to be uh, more accurate and more entertaining for you guys. So if you guys have any thoughts, please give me a heads up on Twitter, on Facebook, Parlor, whatever it is that is the best way for you to contact me. Reach out to me, hit me up, let me know what your thoughts are. Hopefully I'm doing a good job, but maybe you can give me some advice on where I could improve. Because like I said, I'm always open for improvement. And after 26 episodes, I am no Joe Rogan, right? I am not the uh, podcast king for sure. So I can definitely improve in multiple ways. And I've been making strides to do that uh, behind the scenes a little bit here. And hopefully I can get back to a consistent schedule like I've been trying to do uh, throughout the season. But in season, it's just hard for me because I don't feel like I contribute much. And out of season is where I'm really going to start making my hay and giving you guys quality information. And that starts with today's episode, 
where I want to give you guys just a brief look because it is the new year for most leagues. Unless you are a week 17 league, pretty much every commissioner that I've been in, because I have no week 17 leagues, in all four of my other leagues, we've all rolled it over into the 2021 season. And the 2021 season is a little difficult because it doesn't officially open typically for most leagues until after the rookie draft or your league's rookie draft, whether that's after the actual NFL rookie draft or uh, just an arbitrary date that you guys do it every year. And most leagues don't start until after that. But right now, what is open is trading. And that is my favorite thing to do. I have the nickname of the uh, the trade master in my home dynasty league because I just flip everybody. I don't care if you've been a stud for me for 10 years. It doesn't matter to me because I will flip you after two just to get the most value out of you that I can. And it doesn't always pay off. You don't win every single trade, but by paying attention, you have a good idea on who you can target in the offseason that will give you a great return on investment uh, in terms of what you're going to pay for them, as well as hopefully get a stud that'll help you win a championship, right? It's not just making playoffs every year. That's not the goal. The goal is to win as many championships as you can at the end of your league's run, right? So that's my goal with this year, this offseason. That's what I'm going to be trying to do for you guys. And like I said, specifically today, I'm going to be covering a bevy of top free agents that you guys need to pay attention to and a few predictions on a couple of them on where they're going to land or who's going to be great suitors for those people because it's hard to predict those things you know I was I will give myself a little credit I was 100% right on Kirk Cousins going to the Minnesota Vikings a couple years ago and it seemed very obvious to me and I've missed on plenty of of predictions. So I'm not saying that, oh, I'm a hundred percent, not what I'm saying. Right. But with Kirk Cousins, it made so much sense. Right. And I didn't have the podcast back then, but I would have laid it out for you guys. And like I said, I want to lay that out for a few of these guys on why I have educated guesses on where they're going to go. And if they end up going there, then great for me. But if they don't, then, you know, well, we'll just move on and act like it never happened. But um, just kidding. But like I said, please give me a listen. Hopefully you guys are enjoying this podcast. I'm going to break down the free agents here in just one second. Again, just give me some feedback on things you want to see going into 2021, where you think that I can give you the most value. And real quick, before we get too far into the podcast, I do want to just let you guys know that one of the first things that I did once I got into the dynasty community was started doing a lot of roster breakdowns. Because I feel like a lot of people in their leagues, they get kind of in a rut, to put it kindly, right? Where you lose track of what to do to get back to the championship. And there's people in every league that don't need any help, you know? there's I won't be able to help a lot of people out there because some of them are just as clever and up-to-date as I am. But there's a lot of people that just aren't the best at tracking things long-term and analyzing the weaknesses and reevaluating, right? So I am going to be doing some of those roster uh, construction analysis in this offseason, dynasty breakdowns of your rosters in this offseason. So 
If you're interested, hit me up on Twitter. That's the best way to do it just because of the constant feedback, with the back and forth with the DMs. Um, but Facebook would be another option for that as well. I guess Parlor. I don't know too much. I just made the Parlor account. I haven't delved into that one too much just yet. Uh, but it seems like there should be messages back and forth. So anywhere you can have a constant dialogue with me, that's the best place to uh, be look looking for and sending me those rosters if you want me to break them down. So I'm happy to do it for everybody out there for free. Uh, this is a free service. I just do them when I have time. And with the second son on the way here in a couple months, I don't know how much free time I'm going to have outside of what I'm already doing with the podcast and the research and things like that. But like I said, I would love to do them for you guys because everybody just needs a helping hand. And this is the best way that I can do it because I have a good analytical mind being an engineer. So um, just wanted to throw that out there. If you're interested, hit me up and I'll be doing that this off season and pretty much the entire off season until the next season starts. So you got about eight months, nine months to, to really get into that. If you're looking for some analysis and some advice. So uh, with that said, I want to jump into the free agents. And since it's the new year, Dynasty trades are finally open, and that is where I love everything about Dynasty, right? This is why I created Dynasty Leagues, or I joined Dynasty Leagues in the first place. Redraft is fun, it's great, but losing the players that you get so invested in at the end of the year just sucks. It's the worst feeling ever, and Keeper Leagues are kind of okay, but you only get to keep like two, three guys. Well, I have Allen Robinson in basically every single league that I'm in because I love that guy. There, He's going to be a free agent. He's going to be one of the top wide receiver free agents this offseason. Where's he going to go? I'll lay that out here shortly. But that is just somebody that I have everywhere. I love the player. I love the talent. I love everything about Allen Robinson. Now, if he goes somewhere, I'm just going to throw a name out there, for example. Let's say he goes to Green Bay. Division rival, uh, Aaron Rodgers is playing like a Hall of Famer. Again, finally, it's been a little bit of a couple down years for Aaron Rodgers, but he is killing it this year. He should be the MVP. Sorry, Patrick Mahomes, you're great. You're you're one of the best players in the NFL by far, but yeah, Aaron Rodgers deserves it this year in my opinion. So, uh, But if Allen Robinson were to go play with Aaron Rodgers, for example, I now have a stud option at wide receiver everywhere because I've invested in Allen Robinson, not just in a keeper league where I decided to keep Allen Robinson, right? So that's why I love Dynasty. I just love being able to kind of play penny stocks on these these players here where I'm trading them and buying them and selling them high and things like that. So uh, if you don't like the stock market, maybe Dynasty isn't for you, but uh, this is just one of those things where I just love to do it. So um, that's why understanding who's a free agent and the possibilities and the educated guesses on their landing spots. You're going to hear a lot of people out there. And this is one of the biggest problems with the offseason that I have personally is it's hot take season everywhere. People throw out stuff just because they hear it once and then they regurgitate the information. I will tell you guys this. It's December 31st. Yesterday, I spent about eight hours looking through Spotrack, which is a uh, sports contract website, which tracks salary caps, player contracts, things like that for every single sport out there. It's a great tool for you guys to utilize if you don't know about this website. 
Well, I spent about eight hours just looking through free agents. I spent eight hours looking through their contracts, team salary caps, uh, not just 2021, but 2022, 2023, right? So it's very... By understanding the numbers behind things, you can make more educated guesses and you can be a lot more accurate with your analysis. But people are just going to say, oh, Allen Robinson's going to go play with uh, Trevor Lawrence down in Jacksonville. There's no chance that Allen Robinson goes to Jacksonville. People will say, oh, Allen Robinson's going to go play with the New York Giants. There's no chance he's going to the Giants or the Jets for that matter. He's not going to any of these teams. He's going to go somewhere where they have a great quarterback, they can afford him, and he's going to play for a ring because I can promise you Allen Robinson is tired, tired of carrying his quarterbacks across the finish line. He wants a good quarterback. He's not going to go play with a rookie. He's not going to go play for cheap. So he's going to go somewhere where they're going to appreciate his value. And by understanding who those options are, you can narrow it down significantly. Instead of me just giving you a hot take, oh, he's going to go play for Jacksonville. Yeah, that's not going to happen. So why am I wasting breath? Why am I wasting your time? And why are you just getting hyped up if you're a Jags fan? It's not going to happen. So just why throw it out there, right? So that's the thing with the offseason that you guys got to be careful of. Like I said, I am a very honest person. I will tell you straight up, this is why I did not like Josh Jacobs last year because I didn't trust Josh Jacobs. Is Josh Jacobs good? Yes. Is he elite? No. And this year proved that out. And uh, for example, another guy that I missed on, Aaron Jones. Is Aaron Jones elite? Yes. Was I wrong on Aaron Jones? Yes. I was way too low on Aaron Jones. So like I said, we all hit, we all miss. I'm here to be honest with you guys and just give you guys educated guesses. So Right now, we're going to start with the quarterback free agents for 2021 and a few of the notable names. Now, there are a few guys, there's quite a few guys that are going to be free agents after this season, but there's only a few of them that are actually notable. So I'm not going to waste your time with uh, talking about Colt McCoy, for example. I don't care. You don't care. Nobody cares where Colt McCoy goes. He's not going to be a starter, so it really doesn't impact anything. But the top free agents for next year's uh, next year is Dak Prescott, Philip Rivers, Mitch Trubisky, Jacoby uh, Brissett is a free agent as well. And I just want to pair that with Philip Rivers real quick because it's interesting because now the Colts have no quarterback on their roster, which is going to be something that I'm going to lay out here in a couple weeks because I also did a mock draft yesterday and it's not the most detailed mock draft yet because we're not done with the season. Things can change quite a bit in draft position. So I'm going to be touching this mock draft up a little bit after the Super Bowl. And then I'm going to be giving that to you guys really early in February because I think that it's going to be the most accurate based on everything that we know at that time. And I'm going to be adjusting this thing over the course of the offseason until the actual NFL draft. And I'm going to give it to you guys periodically, but uh, it's just notable and we'll cover it later why Philip Rivers and Jacoby Brissett are both free agents. Dak Prescott, like I said, Mitch Trubisky, um, Tyrod Taylor is a free agent, Cam Newton is a free agent, uh, Andy Dalton is a free agent, uh, and the last couple are Joe Flacco is going to be free agent and Jameis Winston. Now again, not all of those guys are super relevant for fantasy, but the few that I'm going to touch on first, Dak Prescott. The number one guy that's going to be talked about here in the next couple weeks. 
everyone says, oh, he's not going to be a free agent. He's going back to Dallas, right? Well, you're wrong. He's not going back to Dallas. Dallas has no money. They cannot afford Dak Prescott. Well, you're going to say, well, why can't they just uh, backload his contract? They can get a deal worked out. And you're right, but the problem with that is if you look at not just 2021, like I said, 2022, 2023, the Dallas Cowboys are absolutely strapped for cash for the next couple of years. Right now for 2021, they have a grand total of $21 million in cap space. They only have 48 guys signed to the roster. That's not nearly enough. First off, you need to be over 50, right? So they have to at least have 51, I think it's 53, signed by the end of or the start of the new season. So that's no draft picks. That is no free agents that they're going to bring in. And they have more than three holes on this roster, right? They're not going to just bring in Dak Prescott, a cornerback, and uh, let's say a safety. That's not going to happen. So the Dallas Cowboys have $21 million for their rookies, all their free agents, and Dak Prescott. There's no way that they're going to afford him in 2021. So you go, okay, well, what about 2022? Let's look at the backloading option like we talked about. Well, in 2022, they have 28 guys. They have no money. They are paying 28 players $161 million. That gives them $40 million to sign over half a roster. They can't even cut these guys because those 48 players, they're just too expensive on the dead cap side of things, right? So Dallas, the Dallas Cowboys cannot pay these guys. And in 2023, they have 15 players signed to $140 million contracts. That gives them, as of right now, if the cap does not change, $60 million in cap space in 2023. So where is this money coming from to pay Dak Prescott $160 million? They can't fit it in unless they put it all in 2024. And there's no chance that Dak's going to do that. That's never going to fly with Dak's agent. So Dak is a free agent. Well, you're going to say, okay, well, can't they just franchise tag him? No, because franchise tagging him would be a base of $38 million plus 20% because it's the second year that he's been franchise tagged. Every year that you franchise the same player, there's a 20% escalating fee that's associated with it. So he'll be $38 million plus 20% of that on top of it, which puts them around $44 million. Again, they have $21 million for everyone that they're going to add this offseason. So Dak is walking. He's going to a new team. What team that is, that's hard to say. We'll cover that after the mock draft episode. Like I said, uh, we'll have a little bit more information by that point because we'll know actual draft positions and you can kind of predict who's going to be making jumps for quarterbacks a little bit easier and you can predict uh, who's going to be signing, making big runs at these guys in free agency because if Dak Prescott's a free agent, well, what teams need a quarterback? There's quite a few out there right now. Let's look at a couple of them, for example. Well, the Jacksonville Jaguars need one. Uh, They have money to pay him, but they're going to be getting Trevor Lawrence. So why? They're going to get Trevor Lawrence on a rookie deal, so it'll be free. And Trevor Lawrence is the most hyped-up draft prospect for a long time, right? Well, the Patriots are there. I think they're going to make a run for him. The Colts are there. Again, interesting because they have no starting quarterback. They can make a run for him. Uh, The Bengals, the Washington football team, they need a quarterback. 
and they have 41 million. It's not the best, but uh, the Colts and the Patriots have in the 60s in terms of cap space. So they are by far the number one and number two team, I think, that are going to make a run at Dak Prescott. And Washington would probably be my number three. But this is what I mean by understanding the numbers behind things. People are going to say, oh, well, you can just go look at the Niners. Again, the Niners are barely better than the Cowboys. They're not going to make that that signing because they have no money to make that move. And they'd have to cut Jimmy Garoppolo. It's just a nightmare for them. Uh, well, the Detroit Lions, again, they'd have to cut Stafford. The Chicago Bears, as of right now, the Chicago Bears have less than a million dollars in cap space for 2021. So understanding the numbers behind these things will give you guys a great advantage when you're listening to these podcasts, you're going to know who's just feeding you a line that they've heard from someone else and haven't done any research on. So Dak Prescott's the number one guy that's very interesting. Philip Rivers, uh, he's going to be 40 years old next year. I don't know if he's going to retire or if he's going to play again. That's the hardest part with Philip Rivers. Mitch Trubisky, I could see him getting a backup job similar to Marcus Mariota. I don't know where he's going to get signed. He might ultimately end up with Chicago again. That'll be somebody to kind of keep an eye out. But the Andy Dalton, again, he's another guy who's played okay. He's not anything special, but he's young. Uh, he's only 33 years old. He's someone that you could probably invest a little bit of money in because he's not going to demand a top contract. Uh, you'd be crazy to give him anything more than maybe $25, $27 million a year. But Cam Newton is another guy. Are you going to give those guys an opportunity to be your franchise guy? If you are, let's say, uh, Cam Newton going to the Pittsburgh Steelers for just a a hypothesis, right? If Cam Newton went to the Steelers, I don't think he'd be very good for fantasy, to be honest with you. But they don't have a ton of money, and he's someone that will be fairly cheap based on how he played this year, and he would be a solid potential starter if... Big Ben was out of the league next year due to retirement. So understanding who the free agents are and kind of watching some of these moves as things go through the end of the season, keep these guys in mind because, okay, the dynasty leagues have opened to trading right now, but you don't want to make moves just yet. If you trade for any players right now, you're going to be paying a premium for most of these guys. People still remember Dak Prescott. They're very excited about Dak Prescott. You want to time things just right and it's very hard to hit in dynasty but when it comes to Dak for example free agency opens in the middle of March this year I think it's March 17th is the opening of free agency for the 2021 season Dak Prescott will have a contract by April so you know that as soon as free agency hits the hype on Dak Prescott is just going to start to grow as of right now as we head towards the end of the year uh, and towards the NFL draft Letting Dak Prescott just wait a couple more weeks, maybe a month, month and a half, maybe mid-February is when you try to go target Dak Prescott from the Dak Prescott owner and see if you can work out a trade for Dak. Because at that point, that's when his value will be his lowest of this offseason. You want to time it right because you don't want the positive news to start trickling in and hyping him back up again. So uh, with Dak Prescott, again, you just want to watch some of these things because I'm telling you where I think Dak Prescott's going to end up next year. I think he's going to end up either on the Colts or on the Patriots. Both teams are going to need a guy that's a vet. They don't want a, a rookie to come in. Both guys have money to pay him. 
So it's going to be one of those two teams. Now, just getting these names in your head now will give you a huge advantage, like I said, around mid-February, so you're not forgetting, oh yeah, Dak Prescott, I should have gone and talked to that guy about who to uh, to make a trade offer to. No, you can keep that in your mind now and start working that trade. Maybe, maybe in a couple weeks you can say, hey, I'm interested in Dak. Do you ever think we could work out a trade? And you just slow play it, right? You don't you don't go all in for the trade. You kind of just briefly touch on it. Maybe you wait another week and then you actually start talking numbers, right? So understanding these guys' names and who are potential studs that are going to get signed next year now will give you an advantage later. You're putting in the time now to get the payout later. So Dak Prescott, somebody that's very interesting for Dynasty. Mitch Trubisky, very interesting for Dynasty just because I think that he could potentially be re-signed with Chicago. And Mitch has legs, so if they bring him back in Chicago, yeah, for fantasy, he might be great. For real NFL football, I wouldn't be too thrilled about that. Cam Newton, Cam Newton, again, another guy timing-wise, he might end up getting a starting role somewhere, like Pittsburgh, for example. I don't think he'll be very good, but if you want to take a chance on Cam Newton for 2021, his value is in the dirt right now. He has had a terrible 2020 season, and it's only going to get worse if you target him before free agency opens, right? So you just want to make sure you you think through when you start to approach guys on these players. So the other one that I think is actually fantasy relevant is Jameis Winston. He's going to be a free agent. New Orleans could bring him back, but again, if you start to understand the financial side of these contracts, New Orleans is absolutely screwed next year. They are oh, they're a hundred million over the cap for 2020, uh, 2021, and it there's no getting out of it. Looking at their players, so in case you don't know, just to give you guys a brief breakdown on this, um, when a player gets a contract, right? They get they get the contract number, which let's say uh, Dak Prescott, for example, since I talked about him already, let's say he gets a four million sixty one hundred sixty five million dollar contract, which is like forty one point five million per year. Well, let's say a hundred million of that one hundred sixty is guaranteed. Well, let's say that he gets signed by the Colts, and day one of training camp, he punches Frank Wright in the face. This is totally a hypoth or made up hypothetical example, right? But let's say he punches Frank Wright in the face. They cut him because you can't have that on the field and you can't have him on the team at that point. Well, the Colts would be on the hook for $100 million in dead cap in 2021 because that's the remainder of the guaranteed money on his contract. Now, depending on how you uh, allocate the money in the contract, right? You can uh, you can work that out like Patrick Mahomes. He signed a ten year deal. It's not evenly distributed over the ten years. They kind of do some years a little bit lower, some years a little bit higher, and they kind of worked it out a little bit like that, right? So that's why when they they say backload a contract, they put all your guaranteed money into years two, three, four instead of years one. That way they can keep the cap number lower in the in the first couple years. But like for Derek Carr. For a while there, if you try and cut him in the first one, two, or three years, 
all of his guaranteed money is in the back end. You haven't got to it yet. You haven't paid any of it yet. So you're just paying him the fluffer money on top of the guaranteed money. So if you cut Derek Carr after two years, and let's say you've only paid uh, Dak Prescott, let's say you, you cut Dak Prescott after two years. Well, if you backload his contract, let's say 80 million of the 100 million guaranteed is in the last two years. Let's say the last two are basically fully guaranteed. Well, if you cut him after two years, you're then owing 80 million in dead cap. That means it goes against your cap number that you can't sign any players with that money. It essentially says instead of uh, $200 million, you only have 120 to work with for that season. So again, most of you probably already know this, but it gets into the financial side of things a little bit more in depth. And I just want to give you guys a breakdown. So getting back to the Saints, in 2021, they have they are 99 million over the cap for next season, and they have so much money in dead cap that they can't even afford to cut anybody to save money. If they were to cut, let's see, Drew Brees, Cam Jordan, Michael Thomas, uh, Teron Armstead, Taysom Hill, their top five most expensive guys on their entire team, Janoris Jenkins, number six, Quan Alexander, number seven. If they cut all of those guys who account for about $150 million of their cap for next year, they would save thir- uh, no, $30 million. So they're not going to be able to create, I don't, I honestly, it is going to be a miracle how the Saints get even under the cap number for next season. It's going to be insanely, I will clap if after I see how they do this because this number is insane. They have almost blown out the spending and everybody knew that this was coming over time, but Oh man. So everyone that thinks that Jameis Winston is going back to the New Orleans Saints for next year has no idea what they're talking about. They can't afford him even if they wanted to. They have to rock with Taysom Hill next year. So I hope you like Taysom Hill because he will be the starting quarterback next year. There's no way that uh, Jameis Winston is going to be signing another million dollar contract with the Saints next year to give them a backup option. It's not going to happen. So Jameis Winston is going somewhere else. And again, you have to look at who has money to afford Jameis Winston. Well, he could go to he could go to Pittsburgh, but again, they are not looking good financially. Maybe they could move on from Big Ben, save a little bit, but right now they're 22 million over the cap, which means they have to create 22 million dollars in cuts and restructures on contracts that they don't have right now. So it's just very difficult to predict. So if most of these teams don't have the money to bring in uh, Jameis Winston, the Patriots or the uh, the Colts, for example, are the top contenders to bring him in and actually be able to afford signing him or Washington, for example, then it really eliminates a lot of the potential landing spots. So again, understanding where his potential landing spots are now before people start to uh, kind of create those narratives. Well, he's going to end up back in Tampa or something crazy or Denver. Denver has 19 million. It's possible he could go to Denver, but it's just unlikely because Denver has, again, 48 people signed. They have to fill a roster with only $19 million. And typically, most of these teams don't like to be at $0 when it comes to the start of the season. So they want a little bit extra that they can roll into the next season. So it's. And this is all assuming that we're going to have the same cap in 2021 and it's not going to come down. So 
it, it's not looking pretty for some of these contracts, uh, for these quarterbacks that are going to be free agents. That's why when people start to talk about Carson Wentz getting traded, Matt Stafford getting traded, it's not going to happen in 2021. I I don't like being the bearer of bad news, but they can't cut these guys and save money. So nobody's going to take on their contract because nobody can afford it that needs a quarterback, right? So maybe in 2022, these guys will go to quarterback needy teams, but for next year, it's just not going to happen. So um, that's the, the quarterbacks. Again, this is how understanding the financial sides, I, and I delved into this forever yesterday. So uh, hopefully I'm, I'm relaying this information to you in a positive way that kind of makes sense, but I feel bad for for someone like uh, for Carson Wentz, for example, because everybody says that he wants out of Philly right now, and I understand why, but unfortunately for him, it's just not going to happen, not next year. So just something to keep in mind as we're going through this offseason. Like I said, I want to be fully transparent with you guys now so that you kind of know who's feeding you a line later. So if we switch to the running backs now, there's some notable names here at running back that are going to be free agent. Uh, Kenyon Drake is interesting. Todd Gurley, Tevin Coleman, uh, James White, Matt Breed is going to finally be a free agent. Uh, Leonard Fournette is a very interesting name here on this list. Uh, Deion Lewis, Devonta Freeman, Jarek McKinnon. Um, the interesting here too is with Seattle, uh, not Seattle, but San Francisco, they're losing McKinnon and Tevin Coleman. So, it's going to be interesting to see what they do in the draft. I would not be shocked if they take like a second round flyer on a running back, maybe like a Najee Harris or Travis Etienne, or maybe even a Chubba Hubbard, for example. But if they don't take a running back, man, Raheem Moser and Jeff Wilson are going to be must buys for next season. And probably Jeff Wilson over Raheem Moser because they have no, they're really thinning out their running back room for next year. So that's going to be something interesting to watch with the running backs and San Francisco. But Leonard Fournette, like I said, uh, Jarek McKinnon, Adrian Peterson finally is going to be a free agent. Uh, Frank Gore, the two oldest running backs in the NFL right now, they're they're finally moving on. Hopefully they retire because, good Lord, I'm just tired of them vulturing everyone's fantasy uh, relevance. But, gosh, it'll be a day. Those two both, by the way, deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Frank Gore was much better earlier in his career than he has been the last couple of years. But uh, James Conner is another guy who is going to be a free agent. Actually, oh, wow, I missed this one yesterday, but Jeff Wilson is going to be a free agent as well. So Raheem Moster is the only signed guy for 2021. Aaron Jones is going to be a free agent. Uh, Chris Carson is going to be a free agent. Philip Lindsay. So there's a lot of big name running backs that are going to be on the move this year because they're not all going to get re-signed by their current teams and they're going to be going somewhere. Marlon Mack is another name that's kind of interesting. Um, I don't know if he'll ever be used in a feature role, but he might go somewhere like Pittsburgh and possibly have some value going forward. So watching what these teams do to fill these holes is going to be one thing, but man, there's a lot of big name guys who are fantasy relevant right now that are going to be on the move which just creates more opportunities for the the number two guy on the roster for the draft picks who are coming in and these guys if they go to a better position. So just keep that in mind with your running backs. If you're wanting to move a running back or buy running back right now, 
waiting until the landing spots on some of these guys are determined could be the best thing that anybody does this offseason because like Kenyon Drake, I doubt he's going to go anywhere that he's going to get a feature role, not at 27. But if he goes somewhere, let's say, let's say he goes to Seattle, for example, let's just say they replace Chris Carson with Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake won't be the feature guy in Seattle, but he'll be very fantasy relevant in Seattle. So uh, just something to to keep your your mind on and keep an eye out for because I don't think if Kenyon Drake were to go to Seattle, I don't think people would be too thrilled about it. Uh, maybe I'm wrong on that. I don't know, but it's tough to tell right now. But if he went up to Seattle, I don't think he'd be a considered a fantasy stud. But if he went to Seattle, I think he'd be very, very good for fantasy. And so if you can buy him cheap at that point, man, that would be totally worth it. So um, that's the wide, or the running backs. For the wide receivers, there's a few names that are very interesting. But A.J. Green is finally moving on. I could see him getting a contract somewhere as the number two or number three guy. Uh, maybe like San Francisco, going to San Francisco for the last couple years of his career. Um, Allen Robinson, T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton is only 31 years old, which is crazy because he feels like he's like 55 years old. It's just interesting to see how far he's kind of fallen the last couple years health-wise and and speed. His speed has just really fallen off. Because, I mean, for example, T.Y. Hilton's a free agent this year. So is Marvin Jones. Which one would you rather invest in on your team if you're going to sign one of these two guys? Personally, I'd rather sign Marvin Jones because I feel like he's been more productive. He's been on the field more. He's produced more when given targets. So I'd probably go Marvin Jones over T.Y. Hilton. But they're both 31, and T.Y. Hilton is probably the bigger name when it comes to who these teams are going to be looking at. But, man, Marvin Jones being a free agent, I'm going to be interested to see where he lands because Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay are both free agents for Detroit. So, they're not and Danny Amendola, so they're not going to have any wide receivers on their roster come the start of the year unless they re-sign, which I think they're going to end up re-signing Kenny Galladay. He's just too good to let walk at this point. He is very, very talented, and you don't get wide receivers like that too often. So uh, I think that they're going to re-sign him, but there's a lot of big-name wide receivers that are free agents this year, so they could potentially let Kenny walk and try and fill – his shoes with someone like Sammy Watkins or Corey Davis. Um, the problem with most of these guys is they're not proven right anymore. They're not reliable anymore. AJ Green, T.Y. Hilton, uh, Sammy Watkins, Brashad Perriman, Willie Sneed. All these guys are, are free agents, but do you really want to rely on them as a core position? So that's why I think that Kenny G ultimately ends up back in Detroit for next season. But a couple other names here down this list, and it's just a massive list of free agents, but Will Fuller is a free agent. Uh, Antonio Brown, Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel is a, is someone that I'm buying everywhere that I can this offseason because Curtis Samuel has been extremely good for fantasy when given opportunity, but Carolina has never featured him any, any years that he's been there. Um, he's had flashes, and we've seen his talent, but they just never put him in a feature role. So I would not be shocked if, uh, and this is not just me being a, a New England homer, but 
I would not be shocked if New England tried to bring in Curtis Samuel and make him like the next Julian Edelman because he's a very similar skill set to Julian Edelman. Uh, Size-wise, he's not the biggest guy either. Um, I think he'd be a perfect fit with the New England system. Now, who's the quarterback? That's a that's a very good question, but um, I could see him being someone who's going to be a little bit cheaper than these top options like Someone like Allen Robinson is going to be the most expensive signing this offseason. But Curtis Samuel is someone who I think you can get as a tier or maybe two tiers lower than Allen Robinson contract-wise. And I think he's he has the potential to be just as valuable as Allen Robinson, as crazy as that sounds. Now, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, Nelson Aguilar, both of those guys are free agents this upcoming year. Um, Juju is very interesting because... While things haven't looked too good for him and Pitt the last couple years, he is so young, man. He is 24 years old. He's the same age as C.D. Lamb, the same age as Jerry Judy, some of these Denzel Mims, some of these rookies that are in here this year for their first year. He's been in the league for four years. You can't go wrong with Juju. I understand that he's been frustrating with the drops and the dancing and blah, blah, blah. But if you are looking for a stud wide receiver to build around, Juju Smith-Schuster is the top option, in my opinion, for a rebuilding, like, long-term option. Allen Robinson is probably number two just because he's a little bit older. He's also more reliable than Juju, but Juju being 24 is just insane, man. He's played a whole contract. He came into the NFL at 20 years old. So... He's only going to be getting bigger, stronger, and faster. So he's someone that I'm very interested in. And the benefit is for fantasy, his value has been taking a beating the last couple weeks because of just how poorly he's played this back half of the season. So that's another guy. Chris Godwin is another player who's a free agent. Kenny Galladay. Um, let's see. And I Tim Patrick is the other notable name here. Alan Lazard. Um, there's a few, this is where you're starting to get to the less exciting names down here, but Alan Lazard is someone who is very good as a backup role as a number three, potentially. And I wouldn't be shocked if green Bay brings him back, but him and uh, Tim Patrick, they're, they're guys that could go to a team and just be fantasy viable, right. And relevant in a couple week to week games, but also be, uh, extremely cheap to try and go and get this offseason. So those are a couple names I just wanted to throw out there that you could potentially target this offseason if you want to take a flyer on them um, and or if you wanted to wait until after free agency when they actually get signed to their new teams. That's also an option. But again, there's just a ton of wide receivers. This is probably one of the best free agent classes I've seen in a long time because there's just names at every single position that are just super exciting to consider, especially as a Patriots fan. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I try to keep my biases out of it when it comes to the Patriots and things like that, but our offense is so putrid that it's hard to describe week to week, right? And with the the rookie or the rookie class this year, the free agent class this year, if Bill Belichick doesn't rebuild the Patriots in this season, he's failed. Tom won that argument for all time because he, there's nothing that he couldn't do this year 
and rebuild however he wanted to. We have the money. We have a defense that's fully loaded coming back off of COVID. And there's just free agents galore. And you can load up in the draft as well with all the stud wide receivers and rookies that are potentially available in the draft. It's just crazy to me that uh, to think of the possibilities, I should say, for the Patriots this season. So it gets me excited, gives me a little bit of hope, but I'm really hoping Bill Belichick doesn't blow it this offseason. Now, if we switch to tight end, a couple of the notable free agent tight ends are Hunter Henry uh, is the number one option this year. And by good good measure, I would say, compared to some of the other names, he's only 26 years old. Hunter Henry is 26 years old. And I think that the Chargers let him walk. I don't think that they're going to franchise tag him again. I don't think that they're going to sign him to a long-term contract, which is why I think that their draft pick is going to be very, very spicy uh, when I get to the mock draft. And I think you guys are going to like it a lot. So I am super excited to drop this mock draft. It's going to have to tweak with the final uh, final draft position of a couple of these teams. But man, I am so excited for this mock draft to, to share this with you guys. But uh, Hunter Henry's the number one option. Uh, Gronk is the number two option. He's 32 years old. It feels like Gronk is like 40 at this point, but due to his retirement and unretirement and everything, but Gronk is only 32. He's going to be a free agent. He's probably going back to Tampa on a one-year deal, uh, just as long as Tom is still there. Jared Cook is a free agent. Vance McDonald. Um, Jason Witten is finally going to probably retire, hopefully. But yeah, Gerald Everett is an interesting one for the Rams because that means Tyler Higby is not going to have as much competition. So that's something to keep in mind if you're interested in a tight end. Trey Burton is going to be a free agent. Janu Smith is going to be a free agent. His landing spot is something that's going to be very interesting to watch. And um, Mo Ali Cox is also a free agent. So that kind of makes it paired with Trey Burton. Very interesting to see who ends up in Indy. Again, they have money to sign people. And with it being Frank Reich, he really loves his tight ends in the package. So I actually could see Indy making a play for for uh, Zach Ertz this offseason, making a trade offer to Philly for that because it would get Zach Ertz off Philly. Uh, I give him a chance to play with Frank Reich again. He would be able to be featured a little bit. I'm really predicting that one. That's a little inside baseball for you guys right now, but um, it's going to be something that has to be done for Indy at the tight end position. And the the one of the bigger names is uh, fantasy superstar of the 2020 season, Robert Tanyan. Tanyan? 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 I think it's Tanyan, like Funyan. Um, so Robert Tanyan with the Green Bay Packers is actually a free agent, and he has been a stud. He Aaron Rodgers has loved this guy this offseason, or this season, sorry. So I'm going to be very interested to see what they do with him. Are they going to re-sign him and actually pay him some money this year, or are they going to let him walk? I would not be shocked if they re-signed him, but it's something to watch because I think that he is a very talented pass catcher, as can be seen by this season. So where he ends up is going to be kind of fun to watch. Now. Same with Jonu Smith. I think he ends up back with the Titans, but Corey Davis and Jonu Smith are both free agents. It's gonna I don't know if they're gonna have the money to pay both with their salary cap situation. They only got six point seven million in free 
uh, in salary cap right now, and they only got 33 guys signed to the roster. So they're going to have to try and generate a ton of money this offseason. And I don't know where that's going to come from, but they got a lot of work to do for that because it's going to be tough. So, um, yeah, Tennessee is also a team. They're, they kind of went all in on last year and this year in terms of uh, making a push, but their their clock is running out. So just something to keep in mind for next season. So that's the uh, the tight ends there, and that's all the free agents that I think are notable for the 2021 season. Again, you're not going to go make a trade offer on these guys right now, but these are names that I want to keep in your mind, and the landing spots are going we'll we'll discuss them a little bit more here in the next couple weeks after uh the like I said the final draft positions have been locked in after the Super Bowl because until that time it's tough to say because with so many teams like for example let's just look at the standings right for the for next year's draft they are uh there's so many teams that are just six and nine five and ten uh, there's only one seven and eight team. Congratulations, the Raiders. But all of these guys, if the Raiders lose, and let's say the Patriots lose, well, their draft position goes from instead of 14 to possibly being like 11 overall. So it, there's a lot of shifting that's going to happen after this week's set of games. So I want to redo that for the at least the top teams here after this week. And then um, with the playoff teams, it's really hard to predict who's going to be moving on, which really drastically changes your your standings because uh, it all just depends on who wins in which rounds and how far you go. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to be watching for that as well here in the next couple weeks. But after every round, I can update that mock draft, and it's going to be ready right after the Super Bowl. So hopefully you guys will be with me and that episode, because I, like I said, I am super excited. I spent a ton of time yesterday building that mock draft based on perception of what I think teams needs are perception on the money aspect side of things and how I think I'm making a very, very rough prediction on how the free agency goes in a couple of weeks after looking into all that. So hopefully you guys are here for that episode, but we're getting ready for the playoffs for the actual NFL, which is going to be super fun. Um, I'm super excited, even though my my Patriots aren't there this year for the first time in like uh, over a decade, which is crazy. But uh, there's a lot of fun teams finally for once in the playoffs this year, and it should be a very very fun playoff run this year for a lot of these teams. The Bills. Uh, the Dolphins right now are projected. The Browns, Titans. I'm really making a. I'm I'm really pulling for the Titans. I kind of want to see them win. They're kind of like my my favorite team uh, from the AFC right now. Other than the uh, Patriots, if I had to pick a backup team, it would be the Titans right now. They're just kind of fun to watch, and I really love AJ Brown. It's probably skewing my my thought process on it, but. Uh, and then on the NFC side, I mean, Green Bay is just killing people. New Orleans, they went all in for a Super Bowl this year, so they better pray to their Saints that they can uh, win a Super Bowl this year because, like I talked about with the salary cap, if they don't win this year, they are screwed going forward. But 
I mean, the Bucks, what are they going to do? The the Bears are maybe making the playoffs. So it, it's going to be a wild playoff run this year. And hopefully you guys are, are enjoying it. And I'll be here with you guys every single week. So um, like I said, hopefully you guys didn't get too annoyed by my uh, my openness at the beginning of the episode. But feel free to just give me, like I said, any feedback on the on the podcast that you guys think that will help me get better as time goes on. I am open to hear it. If you guys are looking for some roster construction tips, uh, hit me up on any of the social media platforms, and I'd love to help you guys out on that. And uh, again, thank you for for listening. I'll be here in the next couple of weeks just breaking down a lot of these off-season changes, mock drafts, uh, free agents, rankings. I'm going to be doing some rankings here in the next couple of weeks. So I am really excited for what's going to be coming up here in the next few weeks. So thank you guys so much for listening. Happy New Year. Hope 2021 is a better year for everybody and it's going to be a lot less stressful of a year. But thank you guys so much for listening. Good luck in your leagues. Uh, Good luck in your offseason trade. And good night.